Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. Amen, amen. Come on, once you high five your neighbor, four or five of them, and say, I'm glad you made it to church. I'm glad you made it to church. Then go ahead and have a seat. You can go ahead and have a seat. You can have a seat, have a seat. Awesome, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so thankful for you. I'm going to take a drink of water before we get rolling. And uh, I'm just really thankful that you're here. Man, there's a lot of you. This room is crowded. Come on, somebody, right? I love that. I love that we're crowded around the name of Jesus, kind of like the story, right? And I'm just really excited that you're here. And uh, I'll just tell you really fast, um, uh, before we jump into the sermon today a little bit deeper, I want to just like encourage you. We're in this series called Excuse Me. One more time, everybody tap your neighbor say, excuse me. Yeah, excuse me, right? And what we've been looking at are kind of some excuses that we give God, right? Excuses in our life that happens. And I, I want to just kind of just do something today because today is crew kickoff Sunday. Come on, somebody, right? I'm just telling you. All them hooping and hollering right now is people that are in some crews. Come on, right? And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to encourage you that guess what? And we'll talk a little bit. Literally this whole seer, or this whole message today is really, I believe, going to help encourage you. Hey, I need to take this next step. I need to do this. I need to commit to this. And so I'm going to ask you guys on the way out today, listen, like we're, we're trying to take all the excuses out of how this year can't be, like it can be the best year of your life. And I believe that with all of my heart, that this year can be the best year of your life. And I believe that the Lord just is going to ask you to take some steps. And I think one of those steps can be getting in some community around some people. And so, again, we're going to try and be a church that provides any way possible. We can take all the excuses and kind of say, okay, hey, hey, no, no, no. You, you, like, I'm going and being a part of around some other people. And so, crews, again, are launching that. We got men's crews, women's crews, co-ed, uh, young adults kind of, like, like uh, some older adults, empty nesters. Come on, somebody, all my people that are empty nesters. See, that, that empty nesters crew is fantastic, Miss Michelle. You are awesome. And, uh, uh, and so, I just love that. And I want you to know that like literally uh, across the board whenever we have married crews like we have uh, couples that are married that even Allie and my we we lead um, and then we have married with kids uh, crews that are led by some people that are that are a little further up the road than kind of where we are and man I'm just really thankful for this because I, I, I love our church and this is generosity and the intentionality of our church that says you know what we're gonna do we're gonna make sure if you do have kiddos that every time that there is a crew for the majority of them they are gonna have a pl- we have a place for your kids to come come on somebody because how many of you know ain't nothing like talking about Jesus with your kids hanging from your ears come on right because that's what happens in like crews a lot of times but man we have child care that's available for your kids we have crews that are available for your kids and I want you to know that we're really diving into this we're making this really intentional for you not only that maybe you're struggling a little bit with money or maybe you just want to learn some more biblical principles about money we got this thing called money makeover like like I just want you to know it's not like a place where like oh if I sign up for that I'm terrible with finances no I'm gonna encourage you this is some place where you can just talk about it that we can get some encouragement from 
that. So Kyle's leading us in that. If you want to learn a little bit more about the Bible, like I'm going to encourage you, we have this, the history of the Bible crew. Come on, somebody, right? My man Monty is going to be leading it, and he uh, he's on a prayer team. Man, boy, can, oh, it's, it's going to be incredible. So if you want to learn more about just even the, the validity of the Bible, jump in that crew, be a part of that crew. Maybe for some of y'all, listen, you got like, you, you're a brand new Christian, or maybe you've been a Christian for a long time, but you need to go back to the basics. We have this thing called building blocks of faith. Go back to the beginning. Let's encourage how can we read our Bible. How can we build some good foundation? That's a crew for you. I'm going to encourage you. All the people that got kids, wave at me right now. Come on, wave at me if you got some kids. All right, we have kids crews for your elementary school kiddos on Wednesdays. Listen, that are, are tailored just for them. They're just for their age. So I'm going to encourage you guys this season, jump in it. And hey, maybe you're an 18 to 25 year old and like, bro, you didn't say nothing about me. Well, I'm going to encourage you because every single Sunday night at 5 o'clock right here at the lot, PYA is happening every single week for you, right? That's a big deal. I love that so much. And then, hey, maybe you're like, yo, what about my student? What about my 6th through 12th grader? Let me encourage you this Wednesday night, every single Wednesday night, we have a space for your 6th through 12th graders, and they do not want to miss it. We have an incredible just vision for where we're going, camp this summer. So get your student here every single week. Get yourself here every single week. Like, literally, crew Wednesdays are crew Wednesday, all right? Everybody okay with that? Tap your neighbors say cruiser Wednesdays yeah let them know and here's I'm gonna tell you on your way out today and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of just make this this case to you today that you need it like like you need it I trust me like I just believe it with all of my heart that you really need some people around you and again we're in this series right now called excuse me and we're talking about excuses that we use generally when it comes to our faith right when it comes to what God is asking us to do did y'all know that the average American uses six excuses a day, all right? So if you take that, you multiply that out times 365 days a year. I don't have my math brain on right now, but that's over 2,000 excuses that you and I use every single year. That's a lot. Tap your neighbor and say, that's a whole bunch. That's a whole bunch, right? And just think about the, the, the three, 400 people that are in this room right now. That's a whole lot of excuses that we use every single year, right? A lot of excuses that are going on. I think, uh, again, if I had to think about one of the biggest excuses that I hear, I've heard before, uh, and I probably have used before, if I'm just being really honest, and I want all of us to be honest, how many of us have ever been asked to move something or go and help somebody move houses, but we've been busy? Come on, somebody. Anybody ever used the excuse, nah, bro, I can't come. I just, my grandmama, she needs me today. Like, I just can't, I cannot help you move. Has anybody ever been asked to move, and yet you've used an excuse of not to show up? Come on, wave at me right now. Now. Come on, raise your hands high, wave around like you just do care. Okay, we're praying for all of y'all right now. It didn't go and help when you could have. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I just think that's something for us that, again, I, uh, this year for Allie and I, we actually sold our house and moved uh, into town here. And, like, like I'm just telling y'all, we got a lot of stuff. Come on, somebody, right? Like, we've been married for 11 years, four kids. Like, it is just like, oh, my gosh, we got so much stuff. But if I'm being honest, I like picking up the heavy stuff. I kind of like to feel like it's a workout, you know, like this is fun. This is cool to do. How many of y'all know the worst piece of furniture to pick up? You want to know what it is? Come on, I think you would agree with me. How many of y'all would agree it's the mattress? Come on, somebody, right? Thinking about this thing, I mean, this thing is heavy, it's awkward, you can't pick it up yourself, and it's wiggling. You know, like there's all kinds of things that are going on with the mattress, right? 
And she's like, okay, one, two, three, and then you're tripping over each other, and you're trying to take, okay, up the, up the steps or whatever it might be. Come on, how many of y'all would agree the mattress is one of those things? Now, don't burn it, baby. We're getting a new one. Come on, right? We'll have them deliver it, whatever. I, I think about the mattress, and I get to thinking about this story that we just read a second ago. And I get to thinking about how in the world, how uncomfortable would it have been to carry somebody on a mattress, on a mat, that somebody was laying on. Can you imagine that for a second? Can you imagine how uncomfortable that was? Can you imagine how crazy that might have been? And I think as we begin to look at this story, uh, I think we got to kind of take it into perspective of all the things. As we're reading the Bible, these are stories that actually happen. And we believe that the Bible is 100% true. That God's word is, is infallible. There's no error. Like this is the word of God. And so when we're reading stories like this, I think so many times we think they're kind of fairy tale. But I want to put ourselves in the situation. I want you to just put yourself there for a second. Because what I love about this story, and again, it's one of my favorites in all of the Bible. I love it so much because, again, I just love like studying Jesus himself. Like how he did life. How he did ministry, how, he, I mean, he was connected to the Father. Like, all of the things that Jesus did, man, let's look at the best leader to ever live, the best person to ever live, the only undefeated, uh, never sinned person to ever live, Jesus. Let's watch him, and let's just emulate him. Let's do what he did, all right? But what I love about this story is that Jesus, everywhere Jesus turned up, like, like everywhere Jesus would show up, how many of y'all know all kinds of people turned up? Come on, somebody, right? Like anywhere Jesus was going, like everybody's following him. This story is almost the same thing, right? I want to just kind of just throw this out to us. We see all different types of people that are right here in these nine verses that we read. We see a couple different categories of people. So first of all, we see these guys. They're unnamed guys. We don't know their names. We don't know much about their past, but there's some friends, right? There's these guys. who They have a, a concern, a care for a friend, and they're carrying their friend, right? Come on, we see those guys in this story, and then we see this guy that's laying on the mat, and for short, we're just going to call him today, we're going to call him Matt. Come on, somebody, right? We're going to call him Matt. So we see Matt in the story, he's there, and this, this Matt guy, he has a need that's going on, he is paralyzed, he can't get from one place to another on his own, and what we have to understand, again, let's get some context for what we're reading. Let's get some backstory for what we're reading, because you've got to understand, during this time, of Jesus, you got to realize that when somebody was paralyzed, when somebody had a, a disease, when somebody had a, a leprosy or sickness or whatever it might have been, you got to understand that these people were outcasts in society. Like they were pushed outside of the city. They didn't want nothing to do with them. They wanted to like just get them away. Like we're going to try and keep them away. And what would happen is this term of sinner became known for people that were also paralyzed, diseased, all of that stuff. So not only you have this term for sinner being people that are bad or do corrupt things and all of that, but you also had this sinner mentality is what they're saying of these people that were struggling with paralysis, disease, whatever it might be. So he began to be labeled by some stuff because what they believed is that, guess what, this dude right here, the reason why he's paralyzed, the reason why they're sick, the reason why they're struggling, you know why? It's because his mom and daddy was sinning. Right, it's because they were doing something wrong, or it's because of his behavior, his attitude, that he kind of got what he deserved, right? That's kind of this mentality that was going on while we're reading the scripture. And so we see that this guy, we see that Matt is a somebody who is in need. And he's not only that, he's looked down upon, he's abandoned. And so we've got, we got the friends, we got the four unnamed men, we got Matt on the mat, come on somebody. And then watch this, we got the crowd, right? We got the crowd that's there. So the crowd is there. 
The crowd is around, and what I want you to know is that, guess, the crowd uh, is, is preoccupied. They kind of got their eyes, yes, on Jesus, but, man, sometimes they were just showing up just to kind of just to see what's going to happen next. Not really with the right hearts, but, again, this house is full of good people, right? These people are packed in there like sardines, about like you are right now. Come on, somebody, right? Sweating a little bit. You know, you can imagine it's hot up in there. Like, they are packed. This is the biggest crew you've ever seen. Come on, somebody, right? They're in this house. And so these four guys, what happened was, and I got to thinking about it, is that I think a lot of times in this story that we can find ourselves as one of these people. We can find ourselves in need or, or, or willing to help somebody, or maybe we're just sometimes kind of in the way of somebody else getting to Jesus. That the crowd, see, I think it's so, so crazy for us to understand and see is that sometimes we get so enamored with our own self that we've got our backs to the people that actually really do need Jesus. And I want to challenge our faith today. I want to challenge our thoughts today that, you know what, that's not what God is calling the church to be. That God is not calling our, our, our church or us as the church to turn our backs to people who are in need of him. But we are to say, no, 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 come on in. You're welcome. You're welcome to Jesus. He loves you. He wants to be around you, right? So, so we've got a couple different, uh, different layers of people there. you got, again, the friends. you got Matt. you got the crowd. And then you got the Pharisees. Come on, somebody, right? Does anybody, when you're thinking about the Pharisees, this is my ADHD brain. You know where I go to when I think about the Pharisees? Jafar from Aladdin. Come on, somebody, right? That's where I go. You know, they're just snaking around. I don't even know what that was. Like, they just they had that little beard, you know, that's hanging down a little bit and just snaking around. And I don't even know what I'm doing right now. But, like, like, like that's what I think about. Anybody else think of a Pharisee and think of Jafar? You know what I'm saying? From Aladdin. How many of y'all don't even know what Aladdin or Jafar is? Okay, okay. Never mind. Okay. But, like, I think, I think again, that's my mentality when I'm thinking of what's going on in this story. Another group of people that are there at this scene around Jesus what you need to know is that the Pharisees, you know what they did? They had it all together on the outside. They had everything figured out. They were religious on the outside, and yet they were empty on the inside. They, they thought they had it all together. They thought they had figured it out, and yet they were empty. And so what I want you to know, they, they knew a lot of Scripture, but they didn't know Jesus. They knew a lot of, uh, uh, they've been around the things of God, but here's the thing about it. They were never in right relationship with God. And so I, as I think about these different categories of people that we see right here in this story, what we see, though, is that no matter what area of life these people found themselves in, listen to me, everybody had this longing, everybody had this need to be around Jesus, right? And as I look across this room, I just can't help but think that one of those categories may be where you fit into that you're a, a person who's, who's willing to care, you're, you're a person who's in need of something, you're a person that makes, you may come to church and you may act like you have it all together, but on the inside you're empty, or, or maybe you're just preoccupied and you're busy looking everywhere else and not worried about anybody else on the outside. I don't know where you find yourself today, but I want to challenge us with this idea that, listen, there is a need for Jesus, that we all have this need for Jesus. So I just want you to write this down, take some notes today, and I just believe that everybody needs Jesus. And number one, everybody needs Jesus. Tap your neighbor, say, you need some Jesus. Come on, come on, somebody. <laughs> you need some Jesus. Here's the thing. Listen to me. The Bible tells us that we've all sinned, that we've all fallen short of the glory of God, right? And what I love about this story is it didn't matter who they were, 
Didn't matter what their past looked like, they was all trying to be around Jesus. There was this need for Jesus. There was this desire to be around Jesus. And what I got to thinking about is that everybody needs Jesus. No matter your background, where you come from, what your past may look like, that there is this innate longing to be around Jesus. That there is this hole on the inside of you and I that we can try and fill with everything else. We can try and fill it with relationships or stuff or things or alcohol or or drugs or whatever it might be that we're trying to fill this hole on the inside of us but we will never be filled until we have a relationship with Jesus that Jesus is the only one can that can fill that hole on the inside of us and what I love about Jesus is that everybody has this need for Jesus and the good news of the gospel is that everybody is welcome to Jesus that again no matter your past your theology your upbringing what you did last night what you did last year everybody in need of Jesus listen to me everybody is welcome to Jesus that we're all sick that we're all paralyzed by sin that we're all dead because of our sin that we're all in need of Jesus but come on I'm thankful that the good news is that he is a savior that tells us this come to me all somebody say all all who are wearied and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Come on, is there anybody thankful in the room that in our greatest need, Jesus came, he died, he gave his life for us? Come on, give him a big shout of praise in this room right now. And listen to me, I want to be a church, and we're going to be a church that's loud about that name. That is that name that's above every name. It's Jesus' name above any name of a church or anything like It's Jesus that we're going to celebrate. It's Jesus that we're going to honor. It's Jesus that we're going to praise. That we all have a need for Jesus. That everybody needs Jesus. And we are going to be passionate about taking the name of Jesus to the ends of the earth. And so, again, you want to know what our church is about? You want to know that? It's about Jesus. It's pointing people to Jesus. It's connecting people to Jesus. Helping them live on purpose. How are we going to do that? One, you got to realize you have a need for Jesus. Everybody needs him. Everybody needs him. Not only that, number two, I want you to write this down. Everybody needs Jesus, but listen to me. Everybody needs somebody. Not only does everybody need Jesus, what we learn from this story right here is that everybody needs somebody. So what we find in this story is that there's four unnamed men. They're carrying Matt on his mat to Jesus, right? They're taking him there. We don't know how far they traveled. We don't know how long it took them to get there. We don't know how much money they spent getting there. We don't know what they had to overcome or what the struggle of it was. But they pick up this friend and they take him to a house where Jesus is. And y'all, it's packed, right? It's packed. And here's what I know. This is where the excuses could have started flowing. Man, we got you this far, but man, we can't get you in no more. This is it. Man, we can't go anywhere else. We can't do anything else. Man, we got you. We, we tried. We try, man, but we got the stuff we got to do, man. We're going to have to, like, we're going to be preoccupied with some other. I thought this was going to be a quick little thing, and then we're going to be done. But that's not the friends that he had around him. That's not the somebodies that he had circling him up, right? They had picked this friend up, take him to the house where Jesus is, and guess what they say? You know what? It's packed, but we ain't giving up. We ain't giving up in the middle of that. So what do they do? They start climbing to the top of the roof, right? And hashtag demo day starts. Come on, somebody, right? How many of y'all can tear something up in the room? Come on. I can tear it up. I can't finish it for nothing, right? Like, I can, I can demo something all day, but finish work, not my best, okay? Like, like, and so what do they start doing? They start ripping these tiles off, right? Because everybody needs somebody, right? Everybody needs Jesus. They realize that their friend needed Jesus. And listen to me. Everybody needs somebody. 
And this is what I think as I look across this room and everybody that's watching online or listening on the podcast, this is what I know. Is that some of y'all in the room, listen to me. Are you, yeah, you have some somebodies that are around you. But listen to me, they just don't have the capacity to hold you up. That, that listen to me, they, the people that are surrounding your life do not have the capacity to push you closer and get you closer to Jesus. That you're somebodies that you're doing life with. Listen, they may be weak, and here's the thing. I think some of us are surrounding ourselves with the wrong somebodies. The wrong somebodies. And I, I think, yeah, 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 everybody needs somebody. But I, here's the thing. I, I want to take it a step further. Not just somebody. I put this little, little, little mark in my, in my notes if I was taking it. Everybody needs the right somebody. Right? Everybody needs the right somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say somebodies. Okay? You need the right somebodies. And I had, I had saw uh, a while ago that Pastor Mike Todd had done something like this. And I'm going to show you in just a second. And I love Mike Todd a whole bunch. I wish I could preach like him, but I can't. So, uh. But, but I love this illustration, and I, I believe it's going to hit this home for us, of what this looks like, having the wrong somebody's around us versus having the right somebody's around us, all right? And so I'm going to invite a couple people up here onto this platform really quick. Uh, Mal, where's Mal? Mal's right there. Come on, Karen, Sarah Sims, and Wheatley. Come on, come on. Y'all come up here, girls. Y'all give it up for these gals coming up here on stage right now. They don't know what's about to happen. But we're going to have some fun together, all right? So y'all come on, come on up here, girls. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. All right, all right, come on up here, come on up here, come on up. All right, here's what I want to do. I, I want to, again, prove why it's so important to have the right people around you, okay? So just a second, here's what I'm going to do, girls. I'm going to leap up off of this stage, and I'm going to lay horizontal in the air. I need you to catch me, okay? Good? You good? Come on, stay right there, come on. Come on, let's take a step forward. I don't want you falling into the glass. Come on, step into the step forward. Okay, here we go. So, so I, I don't know when that's going to happen. You don't, I, like, I don't, I'm not going to tell them when it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. And I need you to catch me. I need you to just make sure you're going to be all right to catch me. And so I, I'm going to, I don't know when it's going to. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Sarah, y'all, she was ready. Wasn't nobody else up here ready, but Sarah was going to save my life. I was going to commit to it right then. And Boy, y'all would let me fall right then, wouldn't you? You would. What is it? You would have all felt, that's, ooh, you're going to preach my message right now. All right, let me, let me just take that from you, and I'm going to give it to them. Okay, listen to me. If I would have jumped, and I would have literally committed, okay, and, and, and what I know is by me just doing that, what would have happened if they tried to catch me when I was falling is it would have hurt me and them. You know why? It's not because, uh, listen, it's not because these are bad people. It's, it's not because of that. It's not because of that. I want you to know that it's because of the fact that, that, that they're not handled to carry the weight that I have, that I am. Because I'm a big dude, okay, compared to these little, little gals, okay? Like, okay, I'm a big person compared to them. And so for me, they're not equipped to carry the weight that I, I bring. So I, I want you to understand what's happening when you surround yourself with the wrong somebodies. What begins to happen is when you're falling, it's, it's, it's kind of collateral damage, that takes place. It not only hurts you, it hurts them. And I can just be, I can just tell you right now, I can tell you from wherever you're sitting, if you're surrounding yourself with the wrong somebodies, listen to me, pain is inevitable, hurt is inevitable on, on both sides of the party. So I'm going to ask you girls, if y'all don't mind, would y'all take a step that way? Don't go off the stage just yet. Please don't do that. That'd be great. But I'm, I am going to invite a couple of fellas up. Sam, you mind coming up here real quick? That'd be great. Uh, let's see, Jake Montney, where you at? There he is. That's my kind of guy right there. All right, then. 
Stubbs, Jason Stubblefield, where you at? Can you come here, please, sir? These guys have no idea what's about to happen. Uh, let's see. Chase, can you come up here, please, sir? Oh, my gosh. These are some big men. I like it. I like it. Come on up here. Okay, so this is what I also want to do right now. I want you to understand, and I, I want you to take a step forward to do, okay, there we go. All right, good. Because I want you to understand what it looks like when you get the right people, the right somebodies around you versus the wrong. Again, nothing wrong with these gals right here. They're just not built to carry the weight. They're not built to do that. But I just want to encourage you, when you get surrounded by the right somebodies, you never know when you might fall. You never know when you don't have the strength to stand up. You may never know whenever, like, hey, I cannot get up off of this mat. And you will just never know what time or when that's going to happen. But guess what? <laughs> you got somebody to catch you. Come on, somebody. And guess what? It may happen like this or it might happen like this. No. And you got, them, you got them there to catch you. And again, you may be thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do or how this is going to happen or anything like that. But then they go like this. <laughs> all right. And they catch, oh, my Lord, y'all are some big men. Okay. All right. So, so here's what I want everybody to understand. That was awesome. I love that. That was fun. Let's do it again. Uh, but did you see the difference? Did you see the difference? Does it make sense? Everybody needs Jesus, but everybody needs the right somebodies. And I'm just going to tell you. These men in my life would be the right somebodies compared to some other people. Because what happens is sometimes, again, here, and here's the thing. You may be looking at yourself and say, I don't need anybody right now. I don't need somebodies right now. But guess what? You may never know when you're just going to lay out. <laughs> you just never know. Here's what I'm going to tell you, though. As they're holding me, come on, this is not a good angle for anybody to see right now. <laughs> But I want you to know something real quick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is great. But I want you to know something really fast. Sam, I'm very sorry. I'll pay for your chiropractor appointment after this. But I, will, I, will, I, want, to, I want you to know something. These guys have their hands in, in some vulnerable positions. I'm going to be honest, okay? But I also want you to understand something really quick. I'm not worried about that. You know why? Because they caught me. And if they didn't, I'd be on my face. So come on, let these, come on, give it up for these guys and gals right now. Come on. <laughs> y'all are awesome. I'm glad y'all did that. No, we, y'all are awesome. Love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But, but, but again, come on, come on, come on. I want you to see that. And when you get the right people around you, I'm sorry about your bag, bro. I'm out of breath too, Lord. When you get the right people around you, the right somebodies makes all the difference. And I, I want you to see that. I want you to know that everybody needs Jesus, that we all have this hole on the inside of us that only Jesus can fill. But as we're doing this life as, as well, we need to surround ourselves with the right somebodies. Because again, just like this story, he was surrounded with the right somebodies. He had people around him that were willing to catch him, pick him up, pray for him, do whatever they could do to get him to Jesus. And so I'm going to encourage you. You're probably asking, Dustin, how in the world do I get around the right somebodies? How do I get the right somebodies in my life? I'm glad you asked. Come on, somebody, because i got a couple ways I want to tell you about. And here's a couple things I want to tell you about. Number one, I think you need to join the serve team. And here, let me just clarify something really quick. This is not a push 
for you to join a serve team or a crew because we want you as a number in the middle of this. I'm just going to be honest because sometimes in church we can get all weird about numbers and stuff. Listen to me really quick. I'm trying to tell you, I just, as your pastor, I want you to hear this from my heart. I don't know when you're going to need it, but I'm praying that you'll, you, you'll have it when it's there. That's the thing for me. And that's why I'm asking you, hey, you want to get plugged in? This church is big. It's going to continue to get bigger. There's a lot of people outside of these doors that do not know Jesus, and we're going to go after them together. But I'm telling you, we're also not going to neglect the flock in the middle of it. So I want to be a pastor. We want to be a church that says, you know what? Yeah, we're going to go conquer the world together. That may be your world that we help conquer. It may be that in your life that we help hold you up. And I'm going to challenge all of you. Maybe that is the next step for you is to go to next. Find out a little bit more about Purpose Church. Find a little bit more about this vision. What you're going to do. How you should do it. Okay, hey, 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 should I, should I join? Is that like a place where I could sink my teeth down in? Can I, can I invest here, like my family's time and energy and effort and all of those things? Am I, am I okay to do that? I come to next, find that out. And again, I'm going to be really honest. This is not a perfect church, okay? We're not. There's a lot of things along the way, and, and I want to tell you, not only do I want to ask you to join the serve team, I'm going to ask you today, would you join a crew? Listen to me. You don't know when you're going to need it, but be when you need it, you're going to be thankful you got it. Because if not, you could wind up on your face. Nobody around. I just don't want that to happen for you. I don't want that to happen for me. I'm going to be, we're going to be vulnerable. And you might be thinking in this room, you know what? Share my, like, my stuff I'm going through with strangers. No thank you, right? The introvert in some of y'all is like, that sounds more like hell than it does anything else, okay? Like, there's some of you that are saying that. And I, I get it. I understand that. And I, I'm going to be the first one to tell you, it's not going to be perfect. I'm going to be the first one to tell you, there's weird people there. Okay? I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest, okay? Here's the thing. Listen to me. If you don't think there's weird people there, okay? Might be the weird one if you don't think it. Yes, there's weird people that are going to be there. Not weird, like Andy's in like, oh, this is weird. Just, just people that are different than you. People that are different than I am. And I, I want you to understand, that's, that's going to take a little bit of vulnerability, but that's part of being a family. And I just got to challenge some of us in the room. Listen, there is a risk involved in being vulnerable. Absolutely. There is a risk involved there, but it doesn't compare to the value of getting the right somebodies around you. Because, man, that value is so important. And here's the thing I want, to, I want you to write down is the difference between where you are and where God wants you to be depends on having the right somebodies around you. Okay, I want you to write that down. The difference between where you are and where God wants you to be depends on having the right somebodies around you. See, this man had the right somebodies around him. And they could have got to the spot where they made excuses, but they said, no, 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 we're not going to live with no as the answer, and we're going to do whatever it takes to get our friend to Jesus no matter what. And then they get creative, right? That's when they were so committed. They said, you know what, we're going to do whatever it takes to get our friend to Jesus. They had this whatever it takes mentality. What they start doing? They start ripping up ceiling tiles, right? They start trying to do whatever. And again, I want you to think, that's not just a little hole that they have to open up in the roof. It's a large hole. they got to get the whole, a whole dude down in front of Jesus, right? So it was a distraction. It was messy. But you know what real ministry looks like? It's messy. 
And sometimes, man, cruise, it's messy. It's working through some stuff. Because here's the thing, I really do believe 2023 can be the best year of your life. But it may take going through some stuff to get there. And I believe that God is going to put some somebodies around you, the right somebodies, if you'll commit to it. If you'll do that. And I just think, again, we get, again, so used to reading the Bible that we think this is normal. And it is not normal because sometimes, like, the roofs back then were made of manure that had dried and some other nasty stuff kind of going on, right? And here's the thing i got to think about. Sometimes you've got to dig through some crap in order to get your friends to Jesus. Come on, somebody, right? Mm, I wish I had an organ right now. No, don't do that. Um, but I think that's, that's the truth. I think sometimes we got to talk about that in church. It's not going to be pretty. Sometimes it's not going to be glamorous. But I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it. I just encourage you to do that. And so, again, what I love about these guys is they could have seen obstacles as an opportunity to throw some excuses out or say, oh, this is a sign that God is stopping them. But that's not what they did. Everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs somebody. And these somebodies did whatever it took to get their friends to Jesus. And I want to be a part of a church that digs some holes in some roofs. I want to be a part of a community of believers that digs holes in the roof. Why? Because we are just crazy enough to believe that the God that we serve is the God that does the impossible and that anything is possible with our God. Does anybody believe that? Come on, let's give them a big shout of praise in this place. All right, let's land the plane. Let's land the plane. Everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs somebody. Somebody needs you. I feel the spirit of Dr. Seuss on me right now with that little right there. Everybody needs somebody. Everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs somebody. Somebody needs you. Watch what the Bible says. And again, it's so challenging to me. This challenges me so much. It challenges, it should challenge our church so much. And again, what I want us to understand is that they open up the roof. They begin to lower their friend down in front of Jesus. And Jesus looks at these guys. And watch what he says. Watch what the Bible says. Seeing their faith. Somebody say their faith. Come on, say it like you got some. Seeing their faith. Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. Wow. Like, like, not because of the man's faith on the mat, but because of his friend's faith. That their faith made a difference in him. So what I came to remind you today of is the fact that for better or worse, your faith affects other people. That your faith, it matters. And listen to me. No, 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 no. We cannot make somebody else a Christian. We cannot do that. I want to clarify, we cannot make somebody else a Christian, but we can. Through our words, our actions, our deeds, our love, we can either bring them closer to Jesus or we can push them further away from Jesus. And I just came to remind somebody today of something like this. I want to live a life where people who know me but don't know Jesus want to know Jesus because they know me. I'm going to say it again, okay? I'm going to say it with you. Listen to me. I want you and I to live a life where people that know you but don't know Jesus want to know Jesus because they know you. That's what I'm praying for this year for you. 
That's what I'm praying for for our church. Like it's time that we become some somebodies who throws away our excuses and say, God, you can use me to grab a corner of a mat. God, you can use me to pray for somebody else. God, you can use me to encourage somebody else today. See, Galatians 6.2, what's it tell us? It tells us this, carry each other's burdens. Listen, their faith made a difference in him. And maybe you can relate with this because you know what? You should have been dead. But there was a grandmama who never left her knees who was praying for you when you couldn't care less about prayer. Maybe you should be in jail, but you had some parents who kept praying and believing that you would find Jesus. Their faith matters. Maybe you're like me in my story. I'm a five-year-old kid in the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, hospital with cancer, diagnosed with leukemia. But it was the faith of a church that said, you know what, we're going to pray. We're going to believe. We're going to ask God for healing. You know what? Because their faith matters. Something powerful happens when we have faith for other people. Listen, if you're that mom, sorry, if you're that mom praying for that son, don't stop praying. If you're that grandmama or granddaddy who's praying for that prodigal grandson or granddaughter, do not stop praying. If you're a teenager who's praying for your parents who are about to get divorced, do not give up. If you're a college student and you're praying for your friend that they would break free from the addiction of alcoholism that is ruining their life, keep praying. Keep speaking faith. Keep speaking love. Keep speaking life into Murray. Keep believing and trusting that we serve the God that all things are possible. That nothing is too hard for our God. Come on, if we believe that, give him a big shout. And listen to me, I just believe on the other side of you demonstrating your faith in Jesus. Listen to me, that you will see friends, that you will see family members, that you will see co-workers, that you will see crew members that are going to stand up. Somebody shout, stand up. They're going to stand up because of your faith out of depression. You're pushing them towards Jesus. That they're going to stand up out of a hard time in their life because you push them towards Jesus because of your faith. That they're going to stand up in the middle of sickness and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. Come on. Your faith matters. It makes a difference. Everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs somebody. And somebody needs you. Listen to me. This is the thing I'm going to challenge you with, and we're done today. Listen, let's be some somebodies trying to tell everybody about a God that can save anybody. Right? Let's be some somebodies that's not just willing to tell everybody, but willing to go pick up a corner of the mat and carry them to a God that can save anybody and heal anybody. Maybe you're in this room and you have never experienced that love. Why is he yelling? Why is he fired up? You know why? It's because you and I have been invited into the family. You and I have have walked in paralyzed in our sin, broken, busted, dead in our sin. And we've been invited to life in Christ. New life, new legs, new body, new spirit. And you and I have the ability to, to, to say yes to a relationship to a God that loves you. That's amazing. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.